Today, we have a question about rebuilding trust after your spouse has let you down. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is Q&A episode one. So we're super excited about changing our format a little bit for the summer and going through questions that you guys have sent in to us. So Caleb, are you ready for this? Okay, so I'm changing the name here. So we're going to call this guy Joshua. Okay. Okay. And he writes in and says, my wife and I started dating and got married the next year. We had our first child the next year and then our second the year after. Around the same time as our second child being born, an ex-girlfriend texted me. Conversations started as just, hey, how's life, but quickly escalated to sexting as we used to do when we dated back before him and his wife got together. Right before I could tell my wife, she saw the text and got very upset. I had already ended communications with this girl and just couldn't strike up the nerve to tell my wife what I had done. Fast forward a couple months and we had been through a month of counseling sessions. Things were getting better between us. And then that fall, I had to go on a business trip. I had a few friends I had planned on meeting with while there, but there was one in particular my wife was not comfortable with me talking to. So I told her I wouldn't meet with that friend, but I lied. She later found out and again had to start mending our relationship. Things have been going pretty well, except now I have a business trip this summer for a week and she keeps bringing up the past issues. I know what I've done and how I've messed up, but she keeps bringing it up. I ask her not to because it still hurts so bad, but she does anyways. What can I do in this next month or so in order to help build her trust again and help her to stop bringing up my past mistakes? Okay. So we're calling him Joshua. Okay. Where should we start? I think uh, there's a few entry points here. So Joshua, since you wrote us and not your wife, we're going to talk to you Mm -hmm. about this. And, you know, if I can maybe start off a little bit on the direct side, you've asked the classic presenting question for couples therapy, which is, how can I fix my spouse? Because you said, what can I do? And that's good. You're wanting to do something, but it's in order to help her build Mm -hmm. her trust again and help her stop bringing up my past mistakes. So what can I do to elicit change for my spouse? Right. And that's the wrong question because you can't change your spouse. You can only change yourself. Yes. Now, with that in mind, I'm going to go back another step kind of in behind that. And I think the question that I would like to ask you to think about Joshua is, what do you need to do in order to feel safe with yourself? Oh. Because you weren't able to hold a boundary on the ex-girlfriend mm. and you were not able to be honest about meeting a friend on this previous business trip. So how would you know that you could go away in August and hold to your own values? Ouch. Yeah. I mean, that's good though. What's ouch? Am I being too blunt? Um. No, it's just... That I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And so I think, you know, like I work with, um, I work quite a bit with people that are recovering from sexual addiction mm-hmm. and it, it makes me, how do I put this? <clears throat> I'm always happy to hear when somebody presents with that issue, when they say, you know, their marriage is usually in a great deal of distress and they, but they say to me, you know what, whether or not I can recover my marriage, I need to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that because it shows that there is a value in there that says, I need to do what's right, even though I may not be able to undo the consequences of what I've done. 
And okay. I think that that's your first stopping point, Joshua, is to get to that place where you, this is something that you want to do for yourself. Like you don't want to be the guy who opens doors to past relationships while you're in a marriage. And mm-hmm. you're not just hiding that from your wife because you're scared of her finding out or you're scared of the consequences, but because you actually truly don't want that. Now, if you do, and and you're having trouble talking yourself into that, then you have some work to do to kind of peel back the layers there a little bit and ask you, ask yourself, you know, what goes on for me that, you know, I'm willing to re-engage or willing to pursue other relationships or willing to basically have, you know, or be duplicitous, right? Have, um, what's a smaller word? try English. Yeah. I don't even know if I said that one, right? <laughs> be two-faced. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was trying to use a more complicated word so I didn't sound so harsh about it, but. Okay. So, so that's my first thought there is, is what can you do to get safety with yourself? And that, I think if you went back and you did that work and you owned what was there and you began to really understand what goes on for you, that's led you down those roads, you unpack that. Maybe there's some need for validation or some core loneliness from an isolated childhood. Like, I don't know, I'm totally throwing these out there because we've read everything that we have from you uh, here. But if you can go back to those places and heal those things, Mm -hmm. then you're safe with yourself. So if he can go back and deal with his earlier issues of, so my, my thought there is that if, if Joshua can go back to the place and, and deal with the earlier stuff that he had going on, Mm -hmm. maybe even before he came to this marriage that he's in and find resolution or healing for those things, Mm -hmm. right? So that he then is safe with himself That in itself is probably going to give his wife more confidence if he can talk to her about that, because then he's not, you know, he doesn't want to come to her with a place of, you know, that's why I did this. It wasn't my fault, but it's like, you know what? I went back. I realized I had a bigger problem. This is what it is. This is where it's coming from. And this is what I'm doing to really address that and to take it seriously. Right. Right. Because she, I'm just trying to put myself in her shoes for a moment now. She's going to see, okay, like he realizes he's got an issue and is like really taking it seriously. He's yeah. not just minimizing it. He's not just trying to get me to stop pestering him. Yes. He's dealing with the fundamental vulnerability that he has that's going to leave him open to this reoccurring. Yeah. So like when I read this, I ask her not to bring it up. Like if I was the wife and yeah, my husband had hurt me so badly, but I wasn't allowed to bring it up, like that would just like reinforce it in my head. Yeah. That's not fixing the problem. That's just asking her not to show the symptom. Yeah. So if that's how I'm treating her, no wonder she's got doubts about me going away on another business trip. Yeah. And at some level, Verlinda, I'd have to think that intuitively at some level, she knows that Joshua is still vulnerable. Yeah. Right. He's not safe with himself yet. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I think for your wife to come to a place where she's not questioning you, which is the change that you want from her, you've got work to do. Yeah. To really kind of create that safety with yourself, first of all, and to bring yourself as a person to the relationship who is safe to be with a trustworthy person. And the trustworthy person is more than just someone who has realized that, you know, what I did last time was wrong and the time before that was wrong and I've apologized. Mm-hmm. The trustworthy person who is someone who's gone back, explored what was going on there, done the work that they needed to do, and then proved that out over the course of time. Right. That that work has actually resulted in transformation that's made them safe. And can I just make one comment on there before you bring yeah. your thought up there, Valinda? Is that you created the betrayal. And so 
you have to eat some crow, or as they say in Princess Bride, suck it up, buttercup. You kind of have to be on that end of being willing to tolerate your spouse's lack of trust until such a time as you've proven otherwise. Okay. You know like what I mean? So you got yourself into this. Yeah, it's, I get that. And this, again, it comes up from the, from the other work that I do. Like, I get that it's irritating when they keep pestering you, when your spouse keeps pestering you about whether mm-hmm. and, and questioning your trust. But you started that problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the consequence of your actions. So it's not fair to put all the pressure back on them to stop. You have to tolerate that, be willing to tolerate that as part of owning that you caused it. Okay. Yep. So... I mean, the last question and the question was, what can I do in this next month or so? Like if this business trip is next month. Yeah. If you haven't done so already, I would get counseling and I I would just go, yeah, one-on-one counseling would be fine, Uh, but preferably with a marriage therapist. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, You want someone that thinks about your context systemically, meaning that they see you in the context of a marriage and not individual counselors. Because you're working on a on an issue that relates to the marriage. So even if you're both not going in there, I would still recommend a marriage therapist. So that would be somebody, I'm guessing you're probably from the United States, that would be somebody credited with uh, from the AAMFT, the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, or someone who has some pretty specific marriage and family therapy training. Okay. Because that is a different approach than most individual counselors have. Okay. And I would go in there and just present with saying that, hey, you know what? I opened this door and it went down a bad road. And then, you know, a year later, there was another, there was a business trip. I wasn't supposed to meet with someone. I said I wasn't going to, and I did. And I need to find out why I'm vulnerable to opening these doors that I don't want to open and that shouldn't be opened. Yeah. And then just work through that. And if you can get in that process, I think it'll help. I think it will help her, his wife. Don't you, Verlinda? Yeah. She might, Understand that he's not fixed, but that he's owning and acknowledging and in a journey of repairing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If all you, from the wife's point of view, you know, if all I'm getting is defensive, don't bring it up, trying to squash it, trying to say, you need to trust me. Why would I? Yeah. You know, but if I have a husband who says, okay, you know, I, I am messed up here something or not messed up. I don't know how to say it. I've I've messed up and I need to get something sorted. Yeah, it's going to be like, wow, life-changing right there. Yeah. But as long as it's genuine, like you can't say, I've done all this and then go away next month to a business trip and meet with someone again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure how many times a marriage can handle. Yeah. And maybe just one higher level thing here before we leave this for Linda, because I okay. think we are getting fairly well through it. I just, he said, but I lied. And, you know, great job, Joshua, being very honest and forth right there and owning it. Okay. And not trying to, you know, dumb that down with weaker language or water it down. Mm -hmm. Now, the very foundation of intimacy is being able to be vulnerable and open with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can only be vulnerable and open with people who are safe. And safety is established by the building of trust. Honesty. And honesty is, is a core element of trust. Lying violates trust. It decreases vulnerability, which decreases intimacy. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very essential that you you address the lying yep. as to why you feel comfortable doing that in your marriage and why you would find yourself choosing that as a better strategy for the moment than honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
Anything else you think we should unpack on that or parts of his question that we might have left unanswered? I think I hesitate a little bit to say that he's comfortable with his lying. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. It made it sound like it was no problem just till I like, I'm getting the gist from this question that he's not comfortable with what he did. Yes. Yes. No, my apologies. I appreciate okay. that correction. I, I think what I, I, where I was intending was just to say that, you know, you made a choice between honesty and lying. Right. And for some reason, lying appeared easier Yeah. on a pretty major issue. And so understanding why that happens for you or happened, okay. it would be worth exploring. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So thanks. I don't want to be too hard on Joshua when he's asking such an honest question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all for today's episode. And I was going to say you could get the show notes, but really you can get the question written yeah. down at oyf.link slash QA1. If you want to share this with others or a link to it, you can go there, oyf.link slash QA1. And if you want to get involved in our mission to help save marriages through our podcast, we'd like to ask you to contribute to our crowdfunding campaign. We want to reach 5,000 marriages a week through this podcast. And we can't do that without your help. And for even $5 a month, you can help us move towards making that a reality. Please go to oyf.link slash give to learn more about how you can help us reach more marriages. Once again, that URL or that link is oyf.link slash give. All right. So next week, we've got another question from our, one of our listeners. So tune in again for that. And that's all for today's episode. Again, you can get the question at oyf.link slash QA1. Oh, and don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. It boosts our visibility and our self-esteem. <laughs> but that's not why we want them. So it boosts our visibility and helps us spread the word that we can reach more marriages who would be blessed by it. So thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.